Welcome to Disruption Land. Welcome to Disruption Land. Welcome to Disruption Land. The unconventional take on all things innovation, tech, and transformation. Join us as we explore the ideas and impact that might just change, change the world. Hi and welcome. Here in Disruption Land, we look at interesting speakers on relevant topics. And what wouldn't be better than starting off the Epicenter own founder? Welcome, Ola Alrason. Thank you very much. <laughs> so great to have you here. I know we're going to explore some topics. And the first one is one of my favorites and that I know that you know loads about. So digital transformation. How yes. <laughs> no, but it's, I mean, it's, it's a fascinating topic because uh, when I started working with technology and with the internet, uh, it was something that was completely misunderstood. People thought it was like, yeah, okay, maybe that's something for somebody at the marketing department to look at. And now we've completely transformed as a society where we couldn't conceive being without a connected, access to all information, on-demand world, and still we've just started. So for most industries, we've now started transforming the front end of the internet. So that could be the first internet revolution. Mm. Now you book your flights online on, an, on a web interface. But the whole value chain and how a flight is produced is still pretty much the same as before. Mm. And what we're seeing now is a dramatic transformation of supply chains, of value chains, of sustainability, of a bunch of other things that will depend on increased digitalization. And no, no uh, industry is untouched. And, and, and here at Epicenter, you see a lot of different industries coming together uh, and coming together in the industries, but also working between industries in trying to figure out how will buildings be in the future when they are smart, connected, telling you how they feel and can provide completely different services? Or what's the retail experience of the future? Or... Mm. How will we watch movies and music? You know, it can go on and on. Yeah, because that's quite different. When you guys started Epicenter, the, the, the transformation was quite new. But today, all companies need to know about what's happening in the world and how can we adjust. Yeah, but I mean, uh, take an industry I came from a long time ago, the music industry. Mm. hundred years ago, if you were a musician, you were probably poor and you were practicing, practicing <laughs> all day. And then you and three friends could play in Vienna for some rich guy and his friends, and there were 40 people in the room. Mm. Then technology happened, and all of a sudden, you could actually record music, and stone-recorded uh, albums came out, mm. and people could start making money even though they were not in the room. And then the radio came out, and somebody became Elvis Presley, and they became super rich and mega stars. They still haven't done anything else and just sing and dance, mm. but technology has changed their life completely. Mm. And then comes Pirate Bay. All of a sudden... The industry transform again, and you can't sell any CDs anymore and any vinyls anymore. And then comes Spotify, and all of a sudden, we pay for more music than we've ever paid for before. Mm. And the music industry is completely transformed. And what I think that most industries starting to realize is, I don't want this to happen to me. I want to be part of driving the digital transformation, understanding how technology can make my business better. Mm. And the good news is there's going to be twice as many people that are joining the digital party because we're going to have hundreds of millions of people coming in mm. uh, that get access to the internet, but also we've never had so many kids being born in the world as now. Mm. So we're going to have a much bigger world that is much more tech savvy. Mm. And for the industries that embrace this, uh, it's going to be the best, best time ever. 
So the, the, for those industries that embrace it, I think this is an interesting topic as well because I, we built a cluster, or mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. initiated it within retail. Yeah. And this is something that people say, well, retail stores are not digital, yeah. or are they? Yeah. No, I mean, uh, first commenting on what we call with cluster, or mm. we, we create ecosystems around an industry. Mm. So we have a real estate cluster. We have a real... Uh, we, we have a retail cluster. So we gather all the cool, large, smart, small, fast-moving companies in retail and try to think together. And then we have an experimental store here at Epicenter. And we have lots of uh, lectures and experience sharing and projects we do together to try to explore what's around the corner in retail. Mm. And in this cluster, you can innovate a hell of a lot faster than if you're sitting alone at home trying to do your normal business in the store while figuring all of these things out. Mm. We have the same for real estate, for instance. But it could also be a question, like for instance, we could create an AI cluster for everybody interested in that. Mm. And the cool thing is then when you combine AI needs for retail, for real estate, with an AI cluster, magic starts happening mm. because people cross-fertilize between industries. But anyway, so so the, the your question about what what's the future of the retail store? Well, the retail store, they're in the thousands of th- and thousands all over our cities. At the same time, people are going to work from home, partly. Mm. Uh, and in the office, partly. So co-working and, and more flexible models like we work with is probably going to have a boom. But there's also going to be much more localized retail because retailers need to be where people are. And if people stay at home more, there will be more pop-up shops, micro shops, m- tr- um, shops on the move or nomadic shops. Mm. But there's also going to be people wanting to go to the city because they want to visit the store because it's such a cool experience. Mm. And we're in search of those cool experiences. What is that? So, for instance, the other uh, week here, we had Nick's ice cream. And they have ice cream fountains. And you can swim in bathtubs of, of candy. And you can sit down and chill with your ice cream with different sound experiences. You can't do that at home. You can't do that online. Mm. This was a completely immersive, super cool activation in the store that then... Um, Everybody's writing about sending uh, social media posts because they had such a cool experience. Mm. What happens if you take a large artist and put them in an H&M store and have the best concert ever where there's lots of shopping going on live, but it's also going on all over the world with hundreds of millions of people liking H&M and liking their artists. Mm. What happens with that if that would be done? Mm. Or what happened when um, you go to the store and in that store, uh, you can take all your blood tests and health tests and things like that that you need to do somewhere physically because there needs to be a doctor in, uh, around. Maybe that's why you go to the mall and then you stay for the entertainment and then you shop a lot while you're there. Mm. We don't really know yet, mm. but I think the curious uh, the curious cat wins the cheese. Yeah, And you already touched upon it, uh, like what industries has to change, what industries are changing. I see the initiatives and also... Uh, that you speak about now, what what industries that are huge that you see that really needs to adapt and change? Yeah, I uh, we we did uh, <laughs> ten years ago. We did something super fun. We had a dinner uh, with CEOs of different industries, and they didn't know that they were seated in industry transformation order. So you had the music industry CEO sitting next to the book industry CEO sitting next to the... And, oh, wow. and in the end, you had people saying, like, no, I, I don't think this uh, has so much impact on us. And then we, we broke the news to them so that they can actually realize that, wow, what the other guys have been saying, it's just like what I probably will be saying next wow. year and then next year. And it was so interesting to see uh, 
that in the end, everybody concluded that every function in their company, from marketing to the CFO to whatever, and every aspect of their industry will be touched by innovation. Mm. But it will also be touched by increasing demands for sustainability, mm. increasing demands for balance in life from the workforce, increasing demands of, of investors that you are ethical and that you actually contribute to society. So there's some seismic shifts that are going to happen, and I think they are fueled by... Uh, the pandemic and what the, the insights that we had to sort of come come to terms with. Mm. So looking at industries that need to change, obviously uh, the health sector needs to change. We know that by now. Mm. Uh, it's so ingrained. If you would invent a hospital right now, you would probably not do it the same way as you did before. No. If you would invent uh, education, you wouldn't do it as you do mm. right now. I mean... You could have a VR set and put that on a kid that is dyslectic, that cannot read, hate school, and they can be one day and join the French Revolution. Mm. Then they can have a test and tell, what was the French Revolution? And I'm sure they could tell you pretty well what the French Revolution mm. is. Um, we can access Harvard and give that to everybody in disprivileged communities around the world. What happens when everybody's a Harvard sco a scholar? Mm. Uh, so... We need to democratize uh, education. That is a super important area. Mm. And speaking about democracy, we need to democratize democracy <laughs> because as we've seen in country after country where there's so-called strong men mm. polarizing, going more and more extreme because people aren't having a narrative because we don't believe in the political system. I mean, smell the coffee. You go and you put a paper every three or every four years in a box mm. with a name with somebody you don't really know very much about to govern your future. Is that how you would structure democracy if you had the tools we have right now? Mm. And when you start playing that game, you start, uh, you start understanding that we've only just started. I think Jeff Bezos, Amazon's founder, put it well. He said that we're in the light bulb stage of the internet. And some said, what do you mean the light bulb stage? Well, he said when, when the light bulb was invented, they dug up Manhattan to put light bulbs. Mm. bulbs. They didn't think of so many other applications for electricity. Mm. That's where we are right now. Mm. And if you keep on playing the game I just played, okay, what will for sure not exist 20 years from now? Do you think we'll have coins? Well, probably uh, not. You know, no. so, okay, then what will we do? Mm. So piggy banks wouldn't have little coin slots, what mm. would they have then? Card swipes or whatever. So if you're in the piggy bank industry, start thinking about these things. Yeah. But when you start thinking about your own industry, do you think that you will say in airplanes, this is a non-smoking service to London Heathrow. Mm. We stopped smoking 82. When is somebody going to put their foot down and say, fucking get it, we're not yeah. going to smoke. Yeah. Or when, when you see that there's such chosen truths in your industry, you can start seeing it in a different way. Yeah, and I think it's really interesting when you say, if we invented it today, how would yeah. it look like? Yeah. So when it comes to, for everything changing and digital transformation, we have people, right? Mm -hmm. And with people is leadership. Yes. So how would the leadership look like? What kind of leadership is needed throughout this change? Yeah, and, and, that, and that is the, uh, it is not an intelligence question. Every leader that listens to this, whether they disagree or not agree with what I'm saying, they understand what I'm saying. So we're smart enough on the leadership level. The problem is that what took a lot of the companies to the success they have is challenged by what they need to do in the future to get the success in the future. 
Uh, and it's very, very difficult to manage whether you should milk the cow or, or, or try to get, you know, an, a new younger cow. Yeah. And that's the focus. So what I think that leaders need to have is courage, creativity, curiosity, and they also need to have compassion. Uh, because I think that, you know, without passion, nothing happens. Yeah. And without compassion, the wrong things happen. It's one of my favorite uh, quotes. Uh, and it's, it's the new type of leadership cannot be based on trying to uh, exploit the planet, exploit people, being as rich as possible and have the richest shareholders. Because mm. that company is not going to have the right people. Mm. They're not going to have the right shareholders. They're not going to have the right customers. And hence, they won't have a reason for being. So I think that the new type of leaders that corporates need, uh, especially when, when, when people aren't having a lot of confidence for, for politicians, they need to have leadership in companies that people uh, respect and want to be part of. Mm. But so it's, I can't, when you say curiosity and compassion, all these things, I think of children. Mm. A lot of the things you say explains what a kid has naturally, right? Yeah. Creativity and curiosity and... Yeah, but we have we have that as well. But it's just that when we grow up, we become so serious. Mm. If you're playing around and playing games, it's a game when you're a kid. It's called theater and culture. If you're <laughs> grown up, uh, you know, if you're if you're uh, uh, if you're playful um, in a corporate setting, very often or historically, it's been seen that you're unserious and hence unprofessional. Mm. Here at Epicenter, we play around a lot, yeah. but we do that very seriously because if you're playful, if you uh, if 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 you uh, challenge formats, then new things will come out of it. And if you have a culture with, cul with psychological safety, instead of hierarchies, people can come up with ideas, and then you can have a large, you know, percentage of the smartness of a group rather than people trying to protect their their, their part in the hierarchy. So for me, a leadership in times of uncertainty, it needs to be based on values and a strong narrative and vision, not processes and right and wrong, because you can't foresee which situations your company will be mm. in. Who could have foreseen the pandemic, no, right? So right. companies that have come to work at eight as a process, they have a problem with that. How are we going to do it? Is it c don't come at all or what are we going to do? Yeah. If it's companies that are very strongly caring about their uh, colleagues, mm. that's a value. They can navigate the pandemics yeah. based on that value. So I think a value-driven leadership, but in the bottom or in the top or wherever you want to put it, there needs to be a strong narrative, mm. the why. Um, and uh, for us at Epicenter, we're building Epicenter because we believe that in a society where there's innovation, both from entrepreneurs and from intrapreneurs, the most important type of entrepreneurs. Wow. Uh, and if we use digital technology, and if we use other technologies, we will create more efficiency and we will create a better society. And that's the society we want for our kids. Because somebody else will create society otherwise, and then we'll be like the, the musicians, like, oh, now it's now we can make money, now we can't. Yeah. I, I, I want us to decide that in our own society yeah. and instill the ethics and the, the, the societal goal in the business that we create as well. And mm -hmm. Sweden is such a beautiful place for doing that. Mm. I mean, there's a perfect storm around technology, innovation, values, and Swedishness. Yeah. 
And but we were uh, proud to have uh, Satya Nadella from from Microsoft, Microsoft CEO, who's mm. f- to, for me one of the best leaders anywhere right now. Mm. And and he said, "Wow, the world is moving towards Sweden. Everything is going to be more Swedish in the future." Wow. When he was here and, and, and sort of hung out at Epicenter, mm. and, and and I think there is something to that. Yeah. So it's a lot of transformation around digital transformation that needs to follow. Yeah, because it, it, it happens in so many different la- layers. And I'm saying Sweden here. It could just as well be uh, Finland or it could be Norway. The whole region is booming with people that have the courage, the curiosity and the kindness to try to help each other out uh, in creating things. And I think that's, that's why we also have here at the Epicenter no asshole policy. Mm. Uh, it can sound like a PR trick. Do you have a no asshole policy? No. Because if you don't have psychological safety, if you allow people that are mm. rude, unkind, unhelpful, and bad for the community, it spoils the... Because then everybody needs yeah, to have their guard yeah. up, and then we don't become as much uh, as then innovative. No, and creative and curious no. and all these aspects that you told yeah. them to be. Uh, and, 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 uh, and here we've seen, you know, the, the, the thousands of jobs have been created based of the epicenter... Uh, platform based mm. on the epicenter way of thinking and what we've been doing here. Yeah. And then value also follows. So for instance, for our real estate partner, AMF uh, Real Estate, that believed in this vision and bought almost the whole district, mm, yeah. the district has gone up in price like crazy yeah. because now it really stands for something. Mm. Uh, and I think that's also leadership. Mm. To dare to bet on where you see the world is going, skate where the puck is going, uh, even though it feels secure to, to sort of uh, be in your own traditional space or industry or where you know more yeah. and where you can predict things. So uh, many thing, many people have before thought that the magazine is not going to be on the computer. You want the magazine to hold and same with the books, the yeah. old quotes. Yeah. So what would you say to somebody in this, uh, our last take, but to there are still like, well, did the transformation, they haven't really, they don't know, yeah, you know, how, what would you tell them to to start exploring what's happening? Well, yeah, I, I think first of all, don't believe the hype. Mm. Probably most of what you're doing well right now will be super relevant next year and the year after that as well. Mm. But if you can box your thinking, there's an old McKinsey model called Horizons, which mm. is Horizon One is what you got to do better on Monday. And here, maybe you can use technology for efficiency. You can use technology for getting more data and understanding more what you're doing today. Mm. You see the benefits immediately in less costs or, or increased, uh, uh, or, or, or increased uh, revenues. Mm. But then you have Horizon 2. What are the tests do you would like to call? What are the things you would like to check? Wouldn't it be cool if we could start selling online in Switzerland, even though it's not our market or mm. whatever it might be? Wouldn't it be cool if we had unmanned stores? Mm. So Coop, they're starting up a store in Epicenter. And there's nobody working there. There's mm. just cameras looking and you can just click and pay. It's super brave, mm. but they can try that here. Mm. They couldn't try that in all their stores and screw up their business if it doesn't work. But if it works, they can roll it out fast. Mm. So that's Horizon 2. What are the relevant tests for me to try? Mm. And Horizon 3. In a world where there's self-driving cars and maybe, you know, there's Bitcoins. Doing, in, in this weird world, where would we be then? And, and who should we talk to to just get, get, get a slice of that weirdness already now mm. so we can be in speaking partners, we can start doing things? And I can en- end with an episode from, from somebody that did that. Something came out called the App Store. It's like, well, you know, I don't know if that's going to take off. And the brands were lukewarm. 
but not a Finnish games company called Rovio. They put up their game. And at the Syme event, we had the, uh, the leader of the company. He was not called the CEO. He was called the Mighty Eagle. <laughs> and they're from Finland. So here I am moderating Syme. There's 2,000 people in the audience. And the Mighty Eagle shows up. And he has an Angry Bird hoodie. He's pale as only Finns can become. And he comes up and he stands. And he just looks at the audience and doesn't speak. So I've had hundreds of speakers on stage. I've never had anybody that just didn't speak. Mm. But in Finland, there's no uncomfortable silence. So after about a month, uh, 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 a minute of that, he looked up and said, Hello, everybody. I'm the mighty eagle from the Finnish company Rovio that make angry birds. And if you wondered what I just did, I made $100,000 in the app store. Oh, because that's how much so they were making when God, it was just booming. Yeah. They were the first to embrace a new arena. Mm. But try putting some up, something up on the app store right now and do the same thing. Yeah. So that's why I think that Horizon 3, you should be very curious. Horizon 2, you should be very good at testing. Horizon 1, you should see what are the real business opportunities leveraging technology. Mm. And it's not a solo game. You do it with other people. And I mean, many of you uh, have been here already that are listening. Mm. Many of you are dear members. You know exactly what I'm talking about. But for the ones that haven't been here, come by here. Do a management day here, do something here and get part of the vibe and see if that's something where you can contribute or where we can contribute to you. Thank you so much. Well, I think we're going to leave with that. Uh, I'm just going to fill in with Ola said. Welcome to explore the topic digital transformation here at Epicenter. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Thanks for joining us here in Disruption Land. To visit again, just subscribe to Disruption Land podcast. This podcast is produced by Epicenter the house of digital innovation. Discover all about our vibrant tech and business community and inspiring workspaces at weareepicenter.com.